welcome back to another ESL podcast. Man, I'm your host, Arsenio, as usual. And just as I was saying in yesterday's podcast, I was going to talk about, you know, the potential buildings that could be used as green buildings around Thailand. Now, the thing is, it's very depressing. While I was actually sitting atop the 15th floor of this massive shopping complex adjacent from some, some other buildings that were just going up, all I saw was pure concrete. Some of the larger parks here in Bangkok are being reduced even more and more and more. They got one of the biggest transportation hubs in Southeast Asia being constructed presently. And they're taking over the park where some animals live. It's kind of like the Amazon rainforest that's being shunned by their prime minister. And that makes up the majority of the ecosystem on this planet and contributes to so much in, in terms of ecosystems around in South America and the ocean. And so we need to start understanding that industrialization, this shit needs to stop, okay? But if we can't stop it because all these ridiculous lawmakers and, you know, these, uh, these politicians, whatever you want to call them, they continue to just push everything for money, 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 greed, greed, greed. Animals are dying. Pollution is getting heavier. The planet is getting warmer and people don't give a damn. So what can cities do? <clears throat> this is why I love my Nordic countries. I love the Sweden. I love the Estonia. I love the Switzerland. I love the um, Denmark, Norway, Iceland, Greenland. They know what the hell they're doing out there. Why? Because they love renewable energy. And that's what the focus is today. You know what, guys? This is Saturn Tower. And this Saturn Tower has been vacant and completely gutted for the longest. You know what they put, of course, on Saturn Tower? Now, there are no windows. There's nothing. It's a ghost tower. 40-plus floors in the sky just over the river here in Bangkok. And they do nothing with it. Now, this is a perfect or the perfect opportunity to make it a green building. Now, remember I was telling you guys, and remember you heard in the listening, in discussions in terms of green buildings and whatnot, green areas, different developmental um, communities, and that's what I'm going to focus on today, okay? Now, I could go so far to talk about solar wind, geothermal energy, and everything like that, but you know what? These are great options, or great, you know, for such energy types to be developed in impoverished nations, especially in the likes of India. But today I want to focus on Namba Parks out there in Osaka, Japan. It's a planned area community where many people can live and work in a small area. So this planned area, of course, there's a lot of green area. And when and where can animals and people coexist with one another. I'm not talking about crazy-ass lions. I'm just talking about, you know, the, the fact that when I walk to my condominium in the morning and it just finished raining, I see snails and I see, um, I see frogs. And they're just jumping all over the place. That's beautiful to me. You know, when I actually run out there on the streets and it's, you know, it was a heavy day of crazy raining, I'm able to see frogs out there on the sidewalk. And I'm like, oh my God, little frogs everywhere. Also, red and green lizards. I don't know what type of lizard it is, but, you know, these things are just running all along the street and whatnot. Um, the centipedes and the millipedes can be very dangerous. They get very ugly and very big. That that, sh that just creeps me out. But uh, and snakes, I just, goddamn, they're everywhere. But, um, <clears throat> excuse me. These types of communities, would they be, what are the pros and cons for some of them? 
what are the pros and cons of living in these types of communities? So here in Thailand, they're building one. However, is there any green? No. <sighs> but I think with a lot of these condominiums, I'm starting to see green areas. Yes, I know it's tough. You know, oh, a couple of trees at the top. That doesn't really help. Well, you know what? It helps a little bit. So I'm actually looking again across the way from me, just over the sky train, the, 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 near the big train station that I told you guys about in yesterday's podcast. There's a condominium, and they have a, a, a number of trees on, on the top. And Singapore, with their buses, they have, a, they have plants and grass on the tops or atop the buses out there in the city. So a lot of people would say, well, does that really help? Does that really help? Guys, green anything, it's oxygen. And you know what they said just recently? If we're able to plant one trillion trees, we could combat climate change. One trillion trees. That's all we have to do. And with that comes so many different species and things that will, uh, that will help the planet and things flourish in general. So what I would like to hear you guys, okay, and what I would like you guys to discuss, what are the pros and cons? What would be the pros and cons of a community such as this one where people would live and work in a small area? I would love to hear some of your comments. And you know what? I'm looking forward to it. And of course, like I said, this is a developing critical thinking podcast. So go to my Facebook page, go to my Instagram and leave your comments in the comment section. I'm going to be waiting for them. So with that being said, guys, thank you for tuning in to a very, very short podcast compared to the one yesterday and stay tuned for more. I got so much more coming over and out.